jinkies. Oh, what's that gross book made out of skin? It's not a book. It's a tome made out of skin. Ew. What's it say? Behold the collected apocrypha of Stacy Ponder, the writer for Final Girl. And Anthony Hudson, the programmer for Queer Horror. And together they are... Oh my god! Don't read it out loud! Don't read it out loud! of Darkness! Well, Gaylords has uh, risen from the grave. Boo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Boo. Man, Dracula has risen from the grave is like... One of the co- coolest fucking titles. So fucking cool. Right? Also a great poster. Oh, the poster. But here's the thing. So a lot of times I, I'm going to say this, and I'm sorry, Anthony, you're my Gaylord's partner. So what I'm about to say could lose us some subscribers. And our domestic partnership. And it could dissolve our domestic partnership. <laughs> with my words. Um, but here's the thing is that a lot of times I get the urge to watch a hammer, like a Dracula or something. Yeah. And then I stop for a moment and I think the truth of the matter is that thinking about hammer Dracula movies, etc., are is more enjoyable to me than actually watching one. I feel so validated right now. <laughs> <laughs> Tuck the trepidation away, Stacey. Okay. I am so grateful (laughs) to hear you say this. Okay, good. Hammer films as an aesthetic? Perfect. And an an aesthetic ideal? Absolutely. 100%. But then the act of actually... Sometimes... They're iconic, yes. Sometimes it can feel laborious to me. Call me a jerk. Well, if you're a jerk, then I am also a jerk. We're the jerks of darkness. We are just two jerks. I think about certain like isolated scenes. Like, the end of most of the Dracula movies are is fucking cool. Or the beginning, like when they resurrect him or something like that. <laughs> Come for all your favorite parts! The, the beginning and the end! <laughs> the beginning! <laughs> yeah, and I mean, you know, and I, I say this about all the Hammer movies. It's not just the Dracula stuff. Like, I'll see it, I'll watch the trailer, and it'll be, it'll look wicked cool, all this other stuff. But then, they are just... Laborious is the word for me. Oh yeah. Well, I mean that's I mean that's the case with so many films from that era, from 60s, 70s. You watched like the cool grindhousey trailers that put all the cool stuff in the trailer, and then you forget that the other 85 minutes are just people walking. Yeah. Like up staircases. <laughs> Standing there talking. Sit, talking, having these having like v- v- drawing room conversations, you know? It, it's, uh, I remember the first time I saw Hammer Hammer of Dracula, the first time I saw Horror of Dracula, the very first one with Christopher Lee and Peter Cushing, and uh, Michael Gaugh, thank you very much. But the very first time I saw that, I was like, oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, I can't wait, I'm gonna see Christopher Lee as Dracula for the very first time. Uh, uh. <laughs> it just kept going and going. And then, you're right, the end of the movie, Van Helsing is like, 
Oh, the sun's coming up behind that thing. I'm going to jump on this table and run across the table and leap and pull the curtain down and he's going to die. And it's so fucking cool because it's the first time in like an hour and a half that something happened. <laughs> yeah, the one where he dies because he gets uh, impaled on the wagon wheel. Uh-huh. So cool. The thing is, I was raised on these movies because my mom has a huge boner for Christopher Lee. Oh, yeah. And these movies were on every single weekend on Creature Double Feature. Like, there was a fucking Hammer movie with Christopher Lee. And so I saw them all, and I loved them as a kid, which is weird because you'd think I would have much less patience. Uh, but no, and it was something that I loved, like, watching them with my mom or whatever. But these days, I, I think to myself, ooh, I could go for... And then I say, no, I could go for thinking about it for a second. <laughs> And that's it. I think like every six months I get a little bit stoned and then it's like two, two in the morning. And then I say, you know what? It's now is the time. Oh, that's a perfect time to watch something that you kind of find boring. Exactly. Yeah. And a perfect state to be in. Yeah. And then I'm like, come on, Brides of Dracula or, you know, whatever movie we're going to, we're going to sit down or, uh, what, what, Dracula is risen from the grave. We're going to sit down and we're going to, and then I wake up six in the morning in a contorted, horrible pose on the couch the film is just looping. <laughs> yeah. Love Christopher Lee. I think he's a great Dracula. Oh, he's great. Every, everything he does. Mm-hmm. Christmas death metal, Dracula, mm-hmm. evil wizard. Like, he's so fucking cool. Mm-hmm. I love him. Yeah. But, you know what? I'll say Satanic Rites of Dracula and Dracula 80, 1972 or whatever. I think that one's fun. That's one of the, like, least... Uh, loved I think but I I think that one at least is weird and fun it's I think it's honestly like my preferred watch just mm-hmm. because like more stuff happens mm-hmm. <laughs> is it satanic rides of Dracula or is it brides or what's that one the other one There's, isn't there taste the blood of Dracula taste the blood I'm like Dracula. no thank you unsanitary <laughs> I don't know what communicable diseases Dracula has. I mean, aside from vampirism. Oh, yeah. That is a communicable... Mm. Mm-hmm. It's mixed with Clamato. Love Dracula. <laughs> it's a V8. Well, that sounds... Oh, I love V8. Yeah? Yeah, you love uh, drinking your veggies? Another thing. My mom loved V8. What the heck? Do I just do everything to please my mother? Whoa, Does your mom... breakthrough. <laughs> <laughs> Does your mom enjoy a tasty V8 while watching Dracula? I never noticed. You gotta pay attention. Does she pour herself a nice, lush red beverage in a goblet? Oh my god! My mother the vampire! <laughs> Stacy, you're a you're a 1992 scholastic book. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I'm a goosebump. <laughs> <laughs> one singular goosebump. Yeah. Just the one, please. <laughs> Whoa, I never thought about it. I'll have to do some hypnotherapy or something and see if I can, and just to answer that question. Yeah, yeah, the strap you to the Exorcist 2 machine, the brain <laughs> machine. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, we'll do some science. Yeah, and they'll be like, oh, the, your parents sent you to work in a mine when you were sitting. I'm like, I don't care about that. I just want to know my mom. <laughs> I just want to know if my mom drank V8 while watching Dracula movies. 
to hide her vampiric passion. <laughs> or no, even worse, even worse than my mother being a vampire would be if my mom was just like a serious vampire wannabe. If I was like, if it was, if it was, it pretends it's blood. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, you only drink V8 out of that chalice. <laughs> She's turning up the volume, and then you hear her like mutter to herself, like, I never drink V8. <laughs> yeah. So good. Yeah. And then in 1992, when she's going out clubbing, wearing a choker <laughs> and like blue sunglasses. I'm like, uh oh. Adhering to the rules of the masquerade. <laughs> Like, uh oh. Boy, now that I think back on it. So that was so cool. <laughs> I miss the days when like bored white people just were like vampires. Right? <laughs> <laughs> Instead of like co opting queerness or whatever identity they want to take to be different. <laughs> I miss when it... just go put on the, the house trap mix. Get out your cyberpunk goggles and your dreads. Yeah, put on those pants. You know the ones. <laughs> you know the ones. You know the ones. They have a lot of side belts. Side, side belt, belts upon belts upon belts yeah. upon straps. So many straps. And a crop top. Crop top, platform boots. Oh, God. And just sandstorm it up, baby. Uh. <laughs> with your With your unholy cabal. <laughs> Put on your plum lipstick. <laughs> oh my god. Ah. One tone foundation. <laughs> Straight white. <laughs> ah, the days. Those were them. DJ Bathory's doing goth night tonight. <laughs> oh my god. I got tickets to Rasputina. Oh. I fucking loved Rasputina. So cool. I guess what I'm saying is I miss the 90s. The 90s were pretty good. Yeah. Sorry, people weren't alive yet. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, speaking of 90s. Mm-hmm. Taking a trip. trip we're, back. Ta- we're taking a trip back to them <laughs> with mm-hmm. this movie today, which is all about making Anthony's dream come true. <laughs> Why? What dream was I having? What horrible fever dream as I shivered and shook in my sleep? It completely makes sense to me. It honestly completely makes sense to me. Because when I sat down to watch this movie last night, I was uh, a version of pumped. (laughs) Me too. (laughs) Like, I was like, you know what? I am ready. Like, the movie started and I was like, I'm in the mood for like a 90s blockbuster-ish movie of this ilk like i you know what i mean like just that feeling of like a nine like a 90s blockbuster yeah oh well and then it doesn't help that it starts out and there's the opening credits with like pictures of fish i know i was like oh my god that's right this does take place underwater that's how they (laughs) let you know is they put fish on the credits (laughs) incredible filmmaking I love a 90s opening credit sequence. That, the fonts. Fonts, fish, 
flashes and cuts. That's my favorite Cher song. <laughs> Falls, fishes, flashes, and cuts. <laughs> uh. <laughs> I don't know. So I had a big boner, and then it was immediately deflated. By Dustin Hoffman? <laughs> by Dustin Hoffman. And I'll say something else. That might get us canceled, Anthony. <gasps> I don't care for Dustin Hoffman. I actually don't like him. When he shows up Thank in a movie, you. I it's not even like a, well, I mean, I get it, but he's not for me. No, I actively don't like him. I think he's a mumble mouth. He's you should it. tell him that. I'm gonna. Listen. <laughs> you need to go to his house, knock on his door, but he opens it. You're gonna say, you, sir... I believe you are a mumble mouth. You're a mumble mouth. And every role you play is the same mumble mouth. And the It's like an inverted <laughs> Penny Marshall. I know. Like, like Penny Marshall got sucked into a black hole. I, don't say that. It makes him sound awesome. <laughs> It really does. I don't like him. You know when I liked him was when Laurence Olivier was torturing him in Marathon Man. That's the only time I liked him. I like, do I like him in anything? Do I like him in our heart Huckabees or do I just like that he's around Lily Tomlin and Isabel Huppert? Exactly. I say, do I like him in Tootsie? No, I just like Jessica Lange. Right? Like, I think he, if I ever am going to have warm feelings for him, it's only the effect of everybody else's heat. Yeah. See, I will say I think I do like him in Hook because he makes a good pirate Hook. And he uh, had the mustache. I can't. <laughs> Julia Roberts is Tinkerbell. Julia Roberts is pining Tinkerbell. And she's like, oh, I guess I'm still single, Kongals. <laughs> in her lantern that she lives in. 90s. I got it's been decades since I've seen that film but I remember liking him in that but I think I otherwise Dustin Hoffman what a dud more like dud Stin Hoffman huh thank you uh. mm-hmm. <laughs> well anyway so my boner was all flaccid over him however it perked right up again after seeing immediately on my screen helicopter pilot Huey Lewis and you say Huey Lewis from <laughs> dot com for murder <laughs> really mm-hmm. <laughs> he was working he was getting his acting chops ready for dot com for murder he really was Ugh. yeah so anyway this movie sucks real this bad this movie terrible <laughs> what was so the history with this film because we always you know there's a, it's always helpful to give some dramaturgical background on how we got here obviously for some reason i think did this come up because the chopping the last chopping block had that question yes <laughs> about Sharon, or about queen latifah getting killed by jellyfish yeah which the the answer was that was in sphere and I, that triggered something in stacy that had long been percolating in me <laughs> yeah. and i don't know what it is i think honestly if i had to take it back to what it was i think like 2 years ago or a year ago, whenever we were gonna maybe do space horror, and then we did something completely different instead. <laughs> I can't remember if it was space horror then turned into us doing Disaster July, or what. But like, you suggested space horror, I thought, ooh, Event Horizon. 
No, everyone talks about Event Horizon. You know what movie is reminds me of Event Horizon because I watched it around the same time? Sphere! And then it just planted this question in my head of what happens in Sphere. All I remember is Queen Latifah getting killed by jellyfish, and I figure, hey, Sharon Stone, what's not to love? Well, there's a lot. <laughs> there's a lot <laughs> not to love. I realized about uh, one minute into this, and I was like, first of all, if I had known Huey Lewis was in this, it would be, I'd have the poster on my wall. <laughs> I get this confused. I got this completely confused with virus. I think because both of the posters have faces on them. Uh, they're like so blue. They're like blue posters with faces. And during the movie, I was like, because I I think I watched it a little bit before you, and I was gonna text you and say like, we don't have to watch this. Do you want to do virus instead? <laughs> <laughs> and now I kind of wish I had. <laughs> Yeah, I've seen Virus. This I had never seen. So this was a first time viewing for me. Oh, God, I'm sorry. Look, you had me at Queen Latifah gets killed by jellyfish. <laughs> I, in my foolishness, I, that in my brain, be, they became space jellyfish. <laughs> like, like Samara coming out of the, yep. the in-flight like entertainment. Like so many things that we've twisted in our brains. Yeah, <laughs> to be glorious, to be incredible. Uh, no, there. Well, their imagination jelly. It's so complicated. But yes, Queen Latifah does get killed by jellyfish. She's like, wow. I know I'm jumping ahead. I don't care. <laughs> I, I, yeah, she says that. That is mind reading. She does. Look, I don't care if I'm jumping ahead. This movie sucks. We'll get. It's there, terrible. Whatever. So she's underwater. And she's like, wow, there's all these jellyfish. <laughs> and she's like, they're so beautiful. These jellyfish are so beautiful. Oh, beautiful. She said it like 10 times. And then it's like, hey, <laughs> there's a lot of jellyfish. <laughs> hey, why are there so many jellyfish? Oh, the jellyfish. Oh, no. Hey. And then they literally just like touch jellyfish her to death. <laughs> But they, they don't, like, I, I know jellyfish can fuck you up by just touching you, but these aren't, like, poison jelly. Like, I don't. They're jellyfish of the mind. Yeah. And then she falls and dies. And it's just like, boy. <laughs> and the next scene, Sharon Stone with Queen Latifah's uh, poor dead queen's body on a gurney. And Sharon Stone is just, like, prying jellyfish off of her with tongs. <laughs> saying these jellyfish aren't of god (laughs) look sharon stone is so hot in this movie oh she's got those what's that haircut called with those bang the opposite (laughs) yeah the dyke (laughs) dyke cut and they give her this weird look this movie i know i just keep saying this movie what is this movie that's all my notes are just what the fuck is this movie so okay uh, Dustin Hoffman, who cares? He's a psychiatrist. Big deal. He's a terrible psychiatrist. He's the worst psychiatrist. Uh, he wrote a thing for George W. Bush and was like, if we ever met aliens, this is who I would bring. <laughs> he literally just, like, made it up. Yeah, and he's like, Sharon Stone, because she's a biologist. And hot. And hot. Liev Schreiber, because 
astrophysicist and Samuel L. Jackson, um, who, whatever, math, and, <laughs> and also I would go because I'm a psychiatrist and people might be scared. So that's his paper that he writes for George W. His fucking book report on aliens by Dustin Hoffman that he writes to George W. Bush. And then, I don't know, some of you, oh no, the regular George Bush. <laughs> yeah, the, that's his name in the Oval Office on the desk. Yeah. It just says the regular George Bush. <laughs> yeah, uh, the father George Bush. Um, so sure enough, there's aliens one day. And so this super team is assembled and the ship is underwater. And so they go down there to check it out. And it's like Sharon Stone and Dustin Hoffman. You're on a spaceship. You're on, you're on a spaceship. You're on a fucking spaceship. And they're like, I can't believe you said that thing to me 10 years ago. Oh, is it going to be awkward with us? And you're on a fucking spaceship and you're fighting over, who cares, from 10 years ago? I'm sorry. So, in the spaceship, it turns out that the spaceship is, like, American and from the future. And then this, anytime time travel, I check out. Because I'm like, it's going to take me too much effort to figure this out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Yup. Absolutely. Because no one can ever really explain it concisely enough. And so I'm like, I don't want to spend time trying to figure out your bullshit. I just want to watch the movie. Yeah. So the ship is American, but it's from 300 years uh, in, in the, the future past. or in the past, whatever. <laughs> and then so they find a, a desiccated corpse with a bag of almonds. <laughs> blue diamond almonds. <laughs> yeah, some product placement. <laughs> They're like, yeah, the blue diamond rep was like, make sure the mummy has this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they t- oh, it's dangerous for them. To- they're in the habitat, and there's, like, a submarine thing, and it's like, oh, you can't go up too fast, or you'll decompress and explode, or without decompressing, whatever. Chekhov's decompression, okay? Um, <clears throat> the floors are glitter. Yeah, that's cool. <laughs> I liked the glitter floors. I wanted to see more of the spaceship. I didn't want to see Dustin Hoffman and Sharon Stone fighting, because he broke up with her 10 years ago. I'm just so glad you bring this up because literally they walk it like that's it like it's one thing that the door magically opens to let them into the spaceship that they can't get into. <laughs> They're like there's all this mystery. No one's like, "Hey, do you notice how there's like catwalks and like human-sized stairs everywhere?" Yeah. And nobody nobody's like transfixed by any of this. They and then they just walk past the catwalks in this, the shoots and ladders room, and then they walk to the sphere room, and then they go, "Ooh, giant orange sphere!" Yeah, so they find the sphere, and the sphere is like, uh, kind of liquidy, but not really. And they're like, "Wow!" And then Samuel L. Jackson, no, no, nothing happens, right? Yeah. So then they go back to the habitat. <laughs> Actually, that's actually a really astute uh, summary of the movie, though. Yeah. <laughs> nothing happens. Because, like, we're told things happen, we see things happen, but simultaneously nothing happens. Yeah. This movie is a chore. Oh, my. And it's also, like, two and two and a half hours long. Yeah. 
And it does not need to be. No, they easily could have cut off an hour and nothing would still happen. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. So they're back at the habitat. No one seems much excited that there's a spaceship that they've been inside. Uh, Samuel L. Jackson sneaks out, which seems like a thing you can do uh, in an underwater habitat. How the hell does no one know? (laughs) I'm sorry, Queen Latifah is busy... Not only, there is some help bullshit of this movie, because not only is she monitoring everything in the in the sea lab and also running it, but she's also cooking for everybody. Yeah. So maybe she was off cooking when he left the sea lab? But like, how do you, thank you, how do you just, dis, how do you just disappear? You have to get into the suit, you have to like, go through airlocks, all of this shit. walk like a mile underwater? But he's like, oh, I wish I could go in the sphere. And so that's why he leaves, so he could do it, and he does, and he's like, smiling at the sphere, and then like, a little JPEG of him goes, boo. He's just standing there looking at it, and then all of a sudden there's a clone of him floating in it? Mm-hmm. We never see him go in it, right? We don't see him actually go in it. We don't see him interact with it directly. We don't get to see the inside of it, nothing. And I'm assuming it must be budget limitations, and they just said, let's leave it up to the imagination, I guess. Yeah. I guess. It's real weird. <laughs> It's real weird. So he comes back, and he's very strange, and you start to notice some parallels with Alien, right? With John Hurt's character. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I mean, sitting in the canteen, everyone hanging out, eating. Yeah, he, like, sleeps for several days, and then he wakes up, and he's yep. like, I'm so hungry, and I'm so happy, and everything. I great. love eggs! <laughs> and I was like, I feel you, sir. <laughs> Uh, so, so he starts acting weird. Oh, God. And then... <laughs> the I just joy. realized, like, how much more of this movie. At this point, we're at the, like, seven-minute mark. Literally, this movie goes on forever. I thought, surely we must be near the end. Uh, we're never near the end. I could, we could still be watching it, for all I know. <laughs> we're just, we're standing in front of the TV, and our little JPEGs of ourselves are... <laughs> floating up the television (laughs) yeah yeah so the computer starts talking through the screen like print like through printed words not through a voice unfortunately (laughs) and they figure out that it's the alien and the alien is like i'm i'm jerry who are you (laughs) oh my gosh and then queen latifah dies from the jellyfish yep really suddenly she's just like walking around and yeah, because she Water. also has to go over to the space to the s- submarine and flip a switch, right. reset she, it every twenty minutes or some shit. <laughs> yeah, she has to fucking do everything at this place, and then she gets pressed on by deli- jellyfish and she dies. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> and then there's a giant squid, but we don't get to see it. We only get to see it on sonar. And Peter Coyote's like forty meters. It's forty meters, and you're like, okay, aliens, like. Right? Can you guys have an original idea here? And then the giant squid, like, attacks the habitat, kind of. Everything's shaking, and... It shits eggs all over them after that. Yeah, Sharon Stone and Dustin Hoffman are outside, and then all of a sudden eggs... It was like... 
It's raining eggs. <laughs> Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> There's eggs all over the place, but we never get to see the giant squid because you also can't get to see that fun thing. It's Is it a budget? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe they just erred on the side of caution with the effects. Yeah, maybe. They wanted to be mysterious. Yeah. So, some other people died when the squid was, like, attacking the habitat. Man, who cares? And then it's like, is Sharon Stone crazy? Maybe she's crazy. Because she's his crazy ex-girlfriend. Yeah, she's like a scientist. And at one point, she has her piece of paper. She's drawing circles. And she, oh. wrote, and she wrote down, sphere, egg, <laughs> sphere and i was like she really is a scientist this proves it you didn't stop and look down at your notes which were <laughs> sphere egg sphere yeah. egg so whatever it turns out that it wasn't jerry it was harry who's samuel l jackson and basically the sphere gives you the mind powers to like make your dreams a reality whether you're asleep or awake <laughs> hold on hold on because it's it's jerry not harry because leave schreiber when he was doing his astrophysics calculations to crack the code to talk to this alien intelligence that has taken over their technology somehow mixed up one letter in his cipher and yet that didn't offset all the rest of the code (laughs) because i'm like if you just replace j's and h's then wouldn't that be wouldn't that show up in more instances than just Jerry and Harry? Are you doubting the science of Michael Crichton? You know what? This libertarian, <laughs> this libertarian pseudoscientist has gone too far. He terrorized us all in the nineties. <laughs> he really did with all this bullshit, all because of Jurassic Park. And I love Jurassic Park, but then after that, he was just ooh nanobots. Ooh, sphere. <laughs> Ooh, ER. And he just needed to calm down. I agree. Especially in the case of sphere, because it stinks. Because it's terrible. That's the thing. Most of his plots are terrible. <laughs> Pretty much everything Michael Crichton's done is terrible. He just lucked out that a couple people adapted the one idea, original idea he had, which was both Westworld and Jurassic Park, because he ripped himself off. Well, so they figure that out. And then I guess right. Sharon Stone and Dustin Hoffman went in the sphere at some point, but we don't get to see that ever. Um, and then they leave and they're like, let's all forget about this. <laughs> and so they do. And then the sphere goes home. They do a reverse breakfast club. <laughs> yeah. And they form a pact to forget everything that happened. Yeah. And then everyone's like, what happened? They're like, I don't know. And And then it's the end of the movie. And then the sphere goes home. (laughs) Yeah, the sphere flies, flies out of underwater into space. And everyone goes, oh, and watches it. And then the movie's over. (laughs) And then finally, sweet release for the audience. (laughs) Yeah. You step into your Kevorkian suicide machine. (laughs) I was just about to press the button. (laughs) And then finally the credits roll. This movie is such a fucking slog. Like, I want it to be fun. Like, even stuff like Deep Impact or, like, Leviathan. Like, these 90s movies on so many. Underwater was such a big thing in the 90s. Yeah, it was. 
uh, the abyss. Mm-hmm. At least those have some fun. Like this, you don't even get to see the monsters. You get to see a jellyfish and a couple of snakes. Sea Girl, s- deep, d- deep blue sea. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We all disagree with what happened to Saffron Burrows in that, but so much more fun than this fucking <laughs> bore fest. This was just, and I'm like, you're really gonna subject me to Sharon Stone. Looking like that, pining over Dustin Hoffman. Dustin Hoffman, as Anthony Hudson calls him. (laughs) (laughs) What did I do to deserve this? Pining over him, being called crazy, being gaslit the entire movie. And what whatever that age gap is, which I'm honestly at this point, I'm like, I, for the most part, age gap discourse, I'm just not interested for the most part right now, these days. But like in this case, anytime you put a Sharon Stone next to a Dustin Hoffman, a Dunstan Hoffman, or next to a Michael Douglas, or next to a, you know, I'm sorry, no, she's Sharon fucking Stone. You know, she does, have, even in, in something as trashy as this, I'm just like, man, she's got it. You know what I oh, mean? Oh, she does. She's and, a true star. And I just feel like she did, like, Casino was kind of her big, oh, big so... moment. She's so good in that. And I think she, what, she won the Golden Globe or something. Yeah. And I'm just like, I, I don't know. I feel like she should be, you know, I finally watched something on Tubi. I know people love <laughs> Tubi. <laughs> As someone who has not seen any commercials in, like, 25 years, I once I heard it had commercials, I said, no, thanks. But yeah. the commercials actually are not that bad. They're pretty well-timed, and there's only a few. Anyway, the point is, I saw that they had Titanic 666, and I said, I have to. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. I have to see this. Titanic 666? Yeah. Wow. I hadn't seen 1 through 665. But yeah. I wasn't at all lost with the plot. Well, I knew good. exactly what was going on. Yeah. Because who has time to watch that many movies? Really? But anyway, so I was on Tubi, but there are commercials. And let me tell you, my heart broke into a million pieces. Maybe this commercials is old news. I don't know. But there was a commercial for like a shitty iPhone casino game. And all of a sudden it was like, I'm Captain Casino or whatever. And it was Sharon Stone. What? Chilling for like an iPhone casino. And so even watching Sphere where I'm like, man, I just feel like we did her wrong. She wasn't ingenue enough to like do the rom-com route. She wasn't, you know what I mean? She couldn't go the Meg Ryan route, but she was like too conventionally attractive to do the gritty shit. Well, and she has a bite to her, you know? Exactly, exactly. Not like, I mean, I was going to say she has a severity, but I don't think that's true. But she has, like, she has a, a tood. <laughs> I mean, you can see it, it's manifest, it womanifests in her, her dyke bangs in this film. Uh, I mean, it's it was the basic instincting, I think, that did it, right? Yeah, I mean, she definitely, there was stigma attached to that immediately. But also, like, this era, there was kind of no place for someone like her. That's true, yeah. Well, and in terms of roles afforded for, to women. People weren't great at thinking outside the box unless it was like, clerks! Yeah, and they weren't putting prostheses on beautiful women and making them play, like, you know, um, 
Margaret Thatcher or <laughs> Right, exactly. We had hardly any biopics at the time. You know, yeah, what if I there mean? were biopics, Sharon Stone would have thrived in the nineties. <laughs> exactly. Put yeah. some buck teeth on her. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I just I don't know, when I see her and I see her being good or at least like compelling and watchable in even a piece of shit like this i just feel like it's a wasted it's like a complete missed opportunity her whole career and then she like got got like a brain injury or something and bit by her husband got bit by the komodo dragon like things got weird for a while what right her husband got bit by a komodo dragon (laughs) yeah what i feel like that happened it could have been a dream i had but i think it actually happened all I know is I am with you 100%. Sharon Stone is a wronged queen. Mm-hmm. I love her. I I hope that, you know, she kind of gets a, a Michelle Pfeiffer wind. Oh, like a nice. second wind. Yeah. Because, I mean, Michelle Pfeiffer has come back and is crushing it. I would love to see the same happen for Sharon Stone. I mean, this happens to all women. <laughs> this is so sad. Yeah, it doesn't matter who you are or if you're in the rom-com route. I mean, if you're in the rom-com route, eventually you're going to age out of that because you turn like 35. Mm-hmm. Yep. I would love that for her. I we She is an incredible actor. Uh, I'm dying to read her memoir, which I've just seen like screenshots of, and she is hilarious and it looks biting and, and amazing. Um, I think she was just at con. I think I just saw her doing something on the red carpet somewhere and she looked incredible. I hope she, I hope someone, I don't know. They have, people have to wise up to the fact that she is a fucking icon. You'd think. It's that thing, you know, we, every 20 years we kind of have a cultural reevaluation of like, oh, who would we racist to? Who are we sexist to? <laughs> yeah. Who did, and then Ryan Murphy makes a TV show about it or cast them in the TV show about it. And then we say, oh, we like her now. And then she ends up in a Marvel. So maybe maybe that will happen for her next year. She can team up with Amber Heard 20 years from now. Yeah, she she and Amber Heard will be... Uh, Thelma and um, Louise. Thelma and Louise. Part two. <laughs> Part two, where they... There's a hole. It turns out there was a hole at the bottom of the Grand Canyon. And the car went in the hole. And when they transported them to the bottom of the sea. Yeah, when they when they got down there, there was a big sphere. (laughs) And uh, Marianne Faithful is in it. The computer is like, "Hello, my name is Marianne Faithful. What's your name?" (laughs) And then later, they're like, "Bring up that data." (laughs) Yeah, and then later, they're like, "Oh no, it's Marianne Faithful." Sign me it's up. a stoner comedy C-Lab meets Biodome yes. meets Fear starring Thelma and Louise with Marianne Faithful. I'm into it. I'll meet you back here in 2042. I can't wait. Finally a reboot worth its song. <laughs> yeah. oh. Oh. Kylie Minogue could be in it. She's in Biodome. Well, there you go. Do you know what I found out? She plays, in Biodome, she plays Dr. Petra Von Kant. What? Yeah. Don't make me want to see Biodome, Anthony. Don't guess who is now planning a double feature of Biodome and the Bitter Tears of Petra Von Kant. So you can get two Petras for the price of one. Whoa. 
But I'm saying put her, do, put Dr. Petra Von Kant, Kylie Minogue, uh, Sharon Stone. Well, obviously Kylie Minogue would be part of the team that goes down to the sphere. And then they find... Yes. When Then they find Thelma Louise inside the sphere. <laughs> <laughs> Where they've been making out. See, this is so much better. That's all they do is make it up. This <laughs> what is- else are you going to do? It's so much better. But they both they both have the, they look like they've been huffing paint, like the crash test dummies <laughs> of Thelma Louise. Yeah. That's just the makeup they wear throughout the entire movie. <laughs> See, like, but how? How? Okay, Stacey, I know what we say is ridiculous. Is it? But how do studio, when we think, we get so excited for rings. We say she's gonna she's gonna walk down that aisle and say chicken or fish. We get so excited for sphere and the jellyfishing and and Queen Latifah and Sharon Stone and Thelma and Louise, and then a studio can't figure out what to do with it, and then in the process waste two and a half hours of our time that were primed and ready for just the sheer wonders of the human imagination and spirit. Why are these people slacking off on us? <sighs> Homophobia. Homophobia, once again, Blumhouse, $50, hire gay people. <laughs> hire cool gay people. Hire cool gay... Yeah, that's, this is important. Yeah. <laughs> it's Pride season, not all of us. Hire cool gay people. Oh, yeah, is it Pride? It's Pride, baby. Yeah. That's why we're kicking it off by talking about Fuck Sphere. Sphere. <laughs> well, at least Queen Latifah's in it. I forget she's out now, finally. She's out now. She got a wife. Yeah. I love that. I love mm-hmm. her. Oh, talk about icons. My God, she was done so wrong in this movie. Oh, she was done wrong. Playing the help. Yeah. Being forced to cook and get eaten by jellyfish. She doesn't get to do shit. I mean, what? Like, three years later, she won a fucking Oscar for Chicago, so well done. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, she's so cool. That's how this movie could be good. Just get rid of all the men. We don't need, I'm sorry, you don't need Dustin Hoffman and Liev Schreiber in the same movie. Because Liev Schreiber has modeled his entire career off of impersonating Dustin Hoffman. <laughs> Why do we need a, a Hoffmanception? We don't. I, I liked Samuel L. Jackson in this because he was just kind of like, he wasn't being Samuel L. Jackson, you know what I mean? Oh, he's always a, tre- a treasure. I like he Peter, was good. I like Peter Coyote. Yeah. I like him. I like a character actor. Yeah, I don't like. We Dustin just don't Hoffman. need the. We just don't need those two character actors, Dustin Hoffman and Liev Schreiber. Cut out the whole romance thing. App does not need to be there whatsoever. No, and make them space jellyfish. You know. Yeah, show me a squid. Show me a fucking squid. Show me Thelma and Louise making out. <laughs> Thank you. Barry Levinson. What the fuck? Barry Levinson made this movie. I know. At least we got to make your dream come true. You know, I have regrets. <laughs> but I am very... I, yes, this is true. It did at simultaneously, though, in the attainment of one dream. You know, there's no such thing as uh, the fulfillment of happiness, right? Of course not. You always, you're always uh, chasing that next dragon, right? Mm-hmm. So as, as I'm watching this movie, you know... And I'm and I'm feeling this dream come to life. It it starts to provoke another dream that is now yet unfulfilled. 
Your dreams were falling from the sky like space jellyfish eggs. <laughs> like space squid eggs. Yeah. Squid eggs. And yeah. I'm I'm picking them. I'm picking them up and I'm crushing the eggs and little squid babies are flying out of them. And and I read read the credits and it says from the book by Michael Crichton, adaptation by Kurt Wimmer. And then I think Kurt Wimmer, the man who is supposedly writing and directing the 2020 Children of the Corn remake, of which I will never see. You will, and you'll say that I, w- I waited for this. Like, we know. we know that. And that's the greatest disappointment of all. I'm preemptively disappointed. But, you know, it's until you get it in front of your greasy little eyeballs, you're going <laughs> to constantly be yearning for it. This is the way of life. I just need girl Isaac. I mean, I will see Children of the Corn the moment it goes live. However, as uh, I've seen so many corns, you know what I mean? (laughs) You are one of the world's foremost experts on the corn. So the corn beat me into submission long ago. Yeah. So I don't, even with a girl Isaac, I say, okay, more corn. (laughs) What else could it be, you know? Love those corns. They're good. Are they? No. <laughs> but yes. No, but also yes. Well, whenever that dream is made attainable, I'm sure we'll make that one come true as well. Cause that's what we're in the we're in the dream business around here at Stately Gaylord's Manor. It's not just Freddy Krueger, us too. Not just not just people. Maybe we went into the sphere. <gasps> right? We don't know. Oh, that explains it all. I mean, if two out of the three characters were like, I don't know, I guess I went in the sphere. Couldn't any of us have gone in the sphere? (laughs) That's why we're stuck watching this movie and manifesting our fears. (laughs) That's right. Sphere stinks, I say. Don't bother. Oh, piece of shit, don't watch it. (laughs) What happens to a dream deferred? Uh, It's fear. Uh, With all of that said, Stacy, are you ready to walk up to the chopping block and watch as your paper JPEG, JPEG of yourself <laughs> floats up the chopping block and the head goes, huh? I wish I could go in the sphere. <laughs> like, he says that. After saying, we're all gonna die. Yeah. I wish I could go in the sphere. <laughs> You know what my favorite part was of the movie? Huh. Was when Peter Coyote said, that tears it. I love that expression. <laughs> I love that expression so much. Was what, was my, what was my favorite part? I thought the snake was cool. I like the snakes. Samuel Jackson had like a very good butt. He was so bald. He's like, I mean, bald. like, just I was impressed with how very bald he was like there was no is that what you would have said to him if you saw him at the bar hi i I don't want to bother you but listen i just wanted you to know i saw sphere and i was really impressed with how bald you were oh is that kelly who over there i'll be right back (laughs) 
It was just, there was no stubble. It was just a very smooth shave, is all I'm saying. Fully smooth and nude. Yeah. Anyway. It's true. Yep. Chopping block? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the chopping block. Here on Gaylords of Darkness, we uh, place our heads on the block and we choose from three categories of horror movie trivia. Once we choose our category, we are presented with five questions, which we have ten seconds to answer each individual question, unless one of us calls out, I want the wig. In which, qua- in which, case, in which case, Sharon Stone's uh, Dyke Banks from the 1998 Barry Levinson masterpiece, Sphere, manifest upon your head and confuse our non-binary executioner, the heads they, earning you an additional 10 seconds. If you get everything right, you got everything right. And if you get anything wrong, you know, you're dead. I guess we can just, unless you remember who went first last time, I say we just flip a metaphorical coin. A spherical object? Yeah, yes. Let's flip a sphere. (laughs) And undo society. (laughs) Yeah. You can choose what you want. Asking or answering first. I'm going to ask you first. I see. And you know why? Uh, Because that's what we're doing, I guess. But I've got three new categories for you. That's right. Whoa. Non-horror, horror adjacent week, month, month, week is over, baby. Even though we did this movie that isn't even arguably horror or a movie. But (laughs) it's over. And so I have tucked away the the overstock.com. And now I am presenting you with brand new categories Fresh in. That's right. The supply chain is uh, back in business. Yay! Yeah. Your first new category in honor of Sphere is Baby's First Blocks by Fisher Price. So these questions, these are questions all about horror movies that have shape-based titles like Sphere. So I kind of tell you a little thing about the movie. You tell me what the movie is. It's going to have a vaguely arguably <laughs> shape-based title. Dodecahedron's Revenge. <laughs> Rhombus of Death. <laughs> yeah. uh, your second new category is Hold On To Your Butts. These are all about horror films featuring one Samuel L. Jackson. Mm. And your third new category is Sphere Wasn't The Only Stacked Cast, in which... I name four supporting actors from a 1998 horror film, and then you tell me the movie. Oh! So if it came out in 1998, I'm going to tell you not the stars, I'm just going to tell you four supporting actors that are in this film. Okay. And then you tell me the movie. So your question, option, the word is category. Your categories are Baby's First Blocks by Fisher Price. Those are the shapes. Hold on to your butts. Samuel L. Jackson, or Sphere wasn't the only stacked cast. Oh. They all sound good. Oh, yay. Um, I'm intrigued by the shapes. Because I don't... Do I know that? I know a lot of shapes. <laughs> <laughs> we know you know Dodecahedron. Let's go shapes. Shapes? Yeah. I'm feel- all right. 
Uh, okay, so Baby's First Blocks by Fisher Price, a.k.a. Shapes. So I just described <laughs> the movie. You tell me the movie. It has a vaguely geometric, shape-based, arguably, title. Okay. All right? Sure. Okay, question one. The real twist of this 2009 downer is that Melissa George is a really, really bad mother. Triangle! Ding, 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 ding! I like that movie! I love her. Oh, she's perfect. Yeah, she is. It's a great movie! Mm Mm-hmm. Christopher Smith made great movies until he kind of just stopped making movies. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Number two... This 1997 film marked the debut of Vincenzo Natale. Maybe one day we'll get to see last year's Japanese remake. Cube! Ding, 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 ding! Cube. There's a lot of cubes. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of cubes. Number three. Whether it was due to a gothic cloning cult plotline or not, the 1998 Japanese sequel Spiral was not as successful as this original film. Ringu. Ding, 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 ding! <laughs> that was weird, okay. It was, there's words, a lot of words. But well done, you got it. Uh, number four. You're almost there. Oh, number boy. four. This 2015 film focuses on 50 people who wake up in a room and are forced to choose one of them to live. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Circle, the circle. Ding, 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 yeah, ding, yeah, 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 yeah. Circle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Circle. I liked that little movie. It was so fucking weird. Remember at the end when they're like, surprise, it's aliens. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Spoilers. Uh, okay. Number five. Number <clears throat> five. Dennis O'Hare faces off with a CGI Anubis in this 2014 found footage atrocity. Oh, fuck. I want the wig. Uh, um, oh, uh, oh, oh, no, uh, uh, oh, fuck, no, oh, uh, uh, there's a, uh, 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 cone. (laughs) 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 Oh, the pyramid! It was the pyramid! It was the pyramid. I went, judges? cone no no it was the pyramid a cone is a type of pyramid i wish it was the cone classic fucking chopping block where you say something just to say something and somehow it triggers the right thing in your brain yep I didn't say I, I didn't even say cone because I was thinking of like that particular shape. I literally just said it because it was like, well, I already said all these other ones. I'll just say cone now. Cone. Stupid brain. Oh well. <laughs> well, yeah. very noble effort. Well, thanks. You made it all the way to the end, and you did get the question right after you were dead. Yeah. Well, well done. Very well done. Well, you're right. But hey, you know, as far as I could see, I think those are all the shape-based horror titles in <laughs> yeah. existence. Yeah. So if someone does, Jason Blum, you do want to make another shape-based Cone. horror movie. Cone. Cone. Maybe instead of a sphere, maybe they find a cone. <laughs> Thelma Louise. <laughs> and they say... 
oh, this is vaguely yonic. <laughs> and then they do it. <laughs> and they do it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, well, I know you think you're all big because you came up with three new categories. Well, guess what, bitch? <laughs> so did I. Oh! <laughs> okay. We're uh-huh. pulling out all the stops here today. <laughs> Three new categories for you. Your first incredible category. Before they were stars. In which case I describe a horror movie that features a very famous person before they were a star. Oh! Oh! You tell me the name of the movie. Okay, okay. Category two is many, big, or both. This, this is all about animal attack movies. Okay? I give you the name of the movie. You tell me if there were many of the animal, if it was like just one of the animal but it was big, or if it was both. Many big ones. So, for example, if I said Jaws, you would say big. But if there was a movie called Jaws's, you would say you would say both. Yes. And if there was a movie called Jaws, but it's only regular sized, but there's a bunch of them, you would say many. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> and category three is multi-choice multstravaganza. Oh shit! In this one, I ask you a multiple-choice question. You choose the correct answer. It's fun. <laughs> is, that, is, that what, is that the sign the witch puts in front of her gingerbread house? <laughs> yes. It's fun. It's fun. That lures them in. <laughs> I hope it lured you in. So, before they were stars, many big or both, and multi-choice multi-stravaganza. <laughs> I don't like that. Uh, okay, these are great. I'm sorry. I have to go with mini, big, or both. How can I not? This is gonna. I, <laughs> this sounds so simple. Like unto the Fisher Price baby blocks. This should be so simple, but also like unto the Fisher Price baby blocks. I'm gonna second guess myself and fuck it up. I feel. Well, I guess we'll see, won't we? <laughs> Step up to the block my friend and tell me if these movies are many big or both (laughs) movie number one the birds many yes ding 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 movie number two shark attack three megalodon a big yes ding 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 (laughs) movie number three Kingdom of the Spiders. Oh, I'm going to say both. Oh, no. (laughs) They are regular size. Oh, no. They're just many. They are just many. Damn it. You're dead. I didn't know Kingdom of the Spiders. In my mind, I imagined they were giant spiders. Yeah, no. So I got too excited, and I thought, well, I've had a mini and a big. Maybe this time it's both. They, there's just a whole mess of them. God damn it. We're both dead. I didn't even get to both. You didn't even get to both. I'm so sad. It's a shame. 
but you messed up and it cost you your life. <laughs> so now you get to join me in the sphere. <gasps> uh, boy, we came up with all those questions that we both died. Can you believe it? This is what this is what us uh, putting our brains together to make six new categories this week does. Mm-hmm. Is abject failure. Yes. So I say, let's hold hands oh. and decide that we're going to forget about this dumb movie. <laughs> <laughs> and then Gaylord's Manor launches up into the stratosphere. It disappears. The Navy says, huh? <laughs> I... I am with you in this. I will join you in this pact. Okay. Uh, so while we go back to space. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're going with the manor to space. Oh, sure. Well, yeah, right? The sphere is in the manor. It's complicated. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can find us on the internet, obviously. Gaylordsofdarkness.com, which has links to all of our stuff. You can subscribe to the show and all of that. And you can just enjoy yourself until we come back again. Unless you're doing kink at Pride. Oh, yeah. I don't want to see that. Don't enjoy yourself then, you sicko. Yeah, that's right. Pride um, is fully clothed. And pride, is, <laughs> pride is for banks and cops. <laughs> the two genders. Um, okay, well, you know, happy Pride, right? Thank you. Wow, for a haunted tome made out of skin, it's so loosely structured, yet informative. I know, right? Uh, is it over? It's glowing and spinning on its own, so I'm gonna guess yes. Ah, oh, oh my god! god. Oh, oh my god! god. Tune in next time for more Gaylords of Ha, ha, ha.